Hello everyone and welcome to the Alpha Talk Power Call. This is a weekly call to connect, inspire, and empower you to pursue a life of greatness. I am your hostess, Ashley Talaferro, and today's topic is, I can do it, hashtag through Christ. I present to you your speaker, Hakeem Talaferro. Thank you, lovely lady. Hold on one second. Yes, guys, today's message is we're going to be doing, well, today's message is about power. It's about power, and we're going to be doing a scriptural study of something that I use, a particular scripture that I use all the time that helps me to remind myself of who I am and also to empower myself for whatever God wants me to do at that moment or is working through me. And the reason why I'm sharing this one with you is because I want you to understand the context of why this scripture was, well, why this line was written so you can understand what God wants you to do and how you to view things. We're going to start off in prayer. Father God, I'm asking that you will allow everyone on this call to truly hear your voice, Lord. Anything that's discouraging them or making them feel like they're not strong enough, not smart enough, not wise enough, not experienced enough to share your word, Lord, I'm asking that you will allow this word to minister to that, that pain, to minister to their heart so that they'll be able to share your word and be effective. Lord, I'm asking that you will encourage them and remind them that it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit that we are enabled to share your love with the world and to be able to endure in this world. And Lord, I'm asking also that you will help everyone to be able to truly understand the relationship that you have with all of us individually. Help us understand our purpose collectively and individually. Lord, help us to see beyond our current circumstances and to be able to focus on what you're doing so that we can walk more closely with you. Be aware of your presence. Even when we feel like we don't have it around, like you're not near to us, Lord, help us to be able to sense your presence, to be able to know that you are there. And even when we're feeling like we're alone and we're scared and we're frustrated and we're feeling like we don't have what we need to be able to get out of a situation and get through a situation, Lord, I'm asking that you remind us of who we are in you and to remind us that you are the one who spoke the word, let there be light, and it was made manifest. And it's been made, it's being made manifest still to this day as the knowledge of you comes into this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, thank you all for joining. Today's message is about power, but we're coming from the perspective of understanding what power really is and how we are to understand the relationship between us and Christ. Now, the scripture that we'll be using is from Philippians 4.13. We're going to be coming out of Philippians 4. 13. Okay. It is written, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. Okay, I, I'm being led to go back one more scripture as well, 412, because I want you to really like get this message. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With that being said, guys, we're going to really break down this message today. And because I'm wanting to really share more background information on these scriptures, what I'm going to start doing going forward with these calls is I'm going to give you some more context as far as like when I'm giving these scriptures, where it's coming from, so that we can do our own studies. Because one of the things that a lot of us need to learn is how to test the word that we're given. A lot of the times, many of us, we just hear inspirational words. We just go online, we see things, and, you know, we're like, oh, that's the word of God. And we don't test it. We don't go back to the scriptures and do our own study. I'm guilty of this. Many of us have done this unknowingly because we need to understand that the word of God is what works in us to change us. It's not pastors, it's not preachers. They're part of the process, but they are not the process. It is the word of God. It is the spirit of Christ in you. It is the Holy Spirit who works in you to bring change. So we need to learn how to hear word from God, but then also go back and see if everything that we heard lines up with his word also a good way to make sure that you're hearing the word of God rather than just man's ideas. So to give you some context on the scripture, this letter was written by Paul and Timothy. And it was basically a letter to one of the first churches that Paul established in Europe. And he was trying to encourage them that they were on the right track, as well as letting them know that what they are pressing towards is for an eternal prize, is for heavenly rewards. It's for heavenly rewards for an eternal prize. And some people will say that this letter was written while he was in jail, hence the reason, the reason why he had help from Timothy. But nevertheless, the most important part is for you to understand that this letter is written as a source of encouragement to you. As you're going through situations, some of us are feeling like we're the only ones who are dealing with those certain things. You know, I say this all the time. A lot of the times, the reason why we experience certain things is because God wants us to be able to know firsthand what that experience feels like so that we can share it with someone else and share it with someone else and be able to empathize with other people. So yesterday I was watching this episode of Touched by an Angel, which is one of my favorite shows. It's a classic show. It's so amazing, guys. I recommend that all of you check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Here I go promoting. <laughs> anyway, I want all of you to really like this. Just watch a few episodes from Touched by an Angel. Trust me, it's, it's going to have you in tears. Like Literally, every episode that I watch brings me to tears. So anyway, I was watching an episode yesterday. And usually at the beginning of the show, Touched by an Angel, they have a part where it's the two main characters who are Monica and Tess. And what they're doing is they're usually evaluating the situation and kind of setting the stage for what's going to happen in the show. Kind of giving you a glimpse of the problem and what needs to be done. So anyway, the episode yesterday, they were talking and 
it was snowing and it was the weather was crazy. But what happened was Monica was being informed that there was a person who had a problem with faith. He had a problem with believing in God. He forgot who he was and he forgot who God was. So Monica had made a comment. She was basically saying, you know, you know, Taz, I don't understand why humans have such a hard time believing. I don't understand. Like, it's, it's pretty evident. Isn't God's presence everywhere? You know, you can see it. It's very evident. You can see it in the snowflakes. You can see it in his creation. So she was making this comment. He's letting this kind of saying how it's his hand, his presence is visible if we just choose to look for it. But anyway, you know, she made the comment saying that she doesn't understand how humans have such a hard time believing. Mind you, she's an angel. So that's why she's saying she don't know why humans have that issue. So anyway, pay attention to this. Three minutes later into the show, basically three minutes, well actually probably a minute or two later, she slips and bumps her head and she loses all of her memory. She loses all of her memory and she literally forgets who she is. She forgets who God is and everything. Mind you, she just says she doesn't understand how humans don't have knowledge of who God is and don't understand who they are. She didn't understand it. She said that she didn't understand it. Mind. And then what happens? Two minutes later, she bumps her head and forgets everything. She gets like, like kind of like temporary amnesia. Now, of course, this is a show. This is, you know, fictional and everything. But this is a real circumstance. A lot of the times we say certain things. We say words. We make declarations. And then we get tested for those declarations and for those statements. We're saying things without realizing that sometimes God wants to see if what we're saying is true for us, he wants to see if it's true for us. So he will allow our words to be tested. So that's what was happening with Monica. You know, I believe in the episode, it was her words were being tested. She was being made to experience the same thing that she felt other people had such a hard time experiencing. She had to learn God's love. She had to learn who she was. So going back to this thing, scripture for today, the reason why she was able to come back into a remembrance of who she was was because of the people in the bus stop. You know, they, they, she experienced God's love. She experienced God's forgiveness. And because of that, through God, she was able to come back into a knowledge of who she was. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. She was able to come back into a remembrance of who she was through forgiveness. Now, 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 when we are going through circumstances, we're going through situations, a lot of times we internalize it and we think that it's God punishing us. We think that it's something that God is doing to us. But we need to understand that when we're going through certain circumstances, when we're going through certain things, there are things that God will allow us to experience so that we can empathize and be able to relate to other people who may be going through the same thing. A lot of us take the process too personal. We're not realizing that we're being made into the image of Christ. 
So when you're saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, what I really want you to understand in this message is that there are four parts in this statement. When there are four parts, when you're saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you need to remember that there are four parts. There's the I part, which is what you can do. There's the Christ part, what God can do. There's the thing part, which you need to understand. I'm going to go into that in a moment. And then you need to understand the strengthen part. There are four parts to it. So I want to talk about the I part right now. When we're saying I can do all things through Christ, we need to understand that we are to be submitted to God. When you want to do something, when you're looking to do something grand, you're looking to get through a certain situation, you're looking to conquer a certain thing that you've been going through for years, you need to understand that, one, you have to be submitted before God. In order for God to truly enable you to get through that situation and gain wisdom, not just get through the situation, I'm talking about getting through the situation and gain wisdom in the situation, you have to be humble before God, you have to be submitted to Him. You have to understand how humility works. You have to understand how humility works. A lot of us are going through certain situations and we keep going through the same situation over and over because we're not paying attention to the lessons in this situation. We just keep going through it over and over and we're not slowing down in the middle of the process and saying, Lord, what is it that I need to pay attention to? What am I doing to other people? What am I allowing other people to do to me? What's keeping me continuously going through this situation? What lesson do I need to learn? How is my attitude? Am I truly surrendered to you? That's the I part. We need to ask questions. Yes, you can do all things, but we need to know how how and you're going to do it by being surrendered being submitted before God you need to understand that it's about being submitted and surrendered to him a lot of us we are trying to do all things through ourselves and we try to strengthen ourselves we say you know what I'm not going to wait on God what I'm going to do I'm just going to go to school and get this degree and you know what I know God he didn't give me confirmation but I want I, I need to make this money right now like I got to do it right now like, I, I can't wait. So we end up going to, so you know, a certain school, putting ourselves into debt, not knowing that God had a plan for us, knowing that he wanted us to go through a certain, let's say, a certain program that he was going to cover totally. He was going to have a way it was no tuition for us, and it would have it would have not started us out making more money, but we would have made more money in the long run. And we would have built certain relationships and had access to resources that would have not even, that would have basically made it for us where we didn't need to have a certain amount of money. For example, you would have gotten a job that gave you an apartment, that gave you a car. But no, you didn't want to do all things through Christ. You wanted to do all things through you who strengthened you. So now, because you were the one who did all things through you who strengthened you, now you have placed yourself, even though God has mercy, we sometimes place ourselves into a situation and now we want God's help. But we place ourselves into a situation because we want to move fast. We don't want to we, we don't want to go through the process. We want everything right now. So the I part of I can do all things is understanding 
how am I going to do this? Why am I doing this? Ask yourself questions. Why are you doing this? You know, you, you want to have a child. You want to get married. Why do you want to get married? Why do you want to have a child? Because anything that you choose to do just to just for a feeling, you know, when it's not surrender, when the decision is not surrendered before God, and I'm not saying that, you know, marriage or children or anything would be a punishment, but I just want you to really understand that everything is relational and that when you make a decision, you want to include God in your decision. You want to ask yourself, why do I want to do this? What's my plan for doing that? So that's the I part. Now, I want to talk about the Christ part because we're saying I can do all things through Christ. What, is that, what does that really mean? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So now we're going to talk about Christ part. We need to understand that in most in, in the majority of situations and the choices that we make in our lives, he has a purpose. He has a purpose. He has a purpose for us in the circumstances. He has a purpose for us in the situation. He has a purpose for us. Just a moment ago, I just talked, I mentioned how we need to understand that certain things we go through are so that we can empathize with other people. Because you don't know who God has called you to until you start to realize the pattern in your life. Who are the people who seem to be drawn to you? Who are the people who seem to affect you most deeply? Who are the people who seem to take what you say to heart and apply it? You need to understand who you're called to. And these people will give you a glimpse of God's purposes for you. So you need to understand that there's, you know, there's your part and there's also God's part. There are people who God has specifically aligned for you and your walk and your journey and your destiny that you will be able to minister to and also will be able to minister to you. But if we are doing things on our own, not choosing to wait on God, not choosing to do things through Christ, what we're doing is we're saying, God, you know what, I don't really need you. I'll just hit you up when I need you. Matter of fact, you know what, I'm going to send you a text after I finish what I got to do. And that's what a lot of us do. We send a text to God after we commit to sin. Hmm. All right, I, I'm going to leave that alone right there. So, we, we 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 don't you know we know we're about to sin we know we're about to do something <sighs> oh, lord we know we're about to do something crazy and we know it's not it doesn't feel good in our spirit and we know it, it hurts god but we do it anyway and then we try to send a text to god like i still love you and you know the crazy thing is he still loves you <laughs> he still loves you you know the crazy thing is like in, in, in this 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 is just to call self-examination. We can literally commit, do something crazy, and we could come back to God afterwards and literally say, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I want to do better. And we can actually have a heart to do better. And God still forgives us and allows us to go on and, and, and gives us mercy. You know, of course, I'm not encouraging us to continue to use grace. You know, um, we don't want to use grace to our advantage where we're just doing things saying like oh god got me oh god got me no you you know anybody that you truly love you should want to make sure that they're pleased you want to make sure that they're happy but you know i, I just we shouldn't just be out there doing things that we know blatantly hurt his heart so there's that christ part we need to understand you can do all things through christ 
you need to understand that God has a purpose in matters. You need to understand that the things that you're desiring to do should bring glory to him. You should also understand that his purpose is that one might be saved. There are certain circumstances that we're going through and God has certain people paying attention to us. And if we're just, you know, there, there should be a clear understanding in your life that people should see that you are surrendered to God. It should be like the way you live your life, people should be able to say, you know what, now, nah, like, you know, I can't do certain things around them because, like, they, 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 um, they really tight with God. And I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm talking about it should be evident in your life that you are for God and that you're for Him. It should be evident. You know, and people shouldn't feel comfortable doing certain things around you. If people feel too comfortable doing certain things around you, you should question yourself. You know, you should do some self-examination. Even if you're allowing certain people to, like, let's say, for example, I'm a married man. If I'm allowing guys around me to talk about other women and to talk about, you know, um, certain things, misogynist conversations, and I'm allowing them to constantly do that, and I'm also partaking in it, I should do some self-examination. Why do they feel? Why do they feel so comfortable? If they know me and they know that I walk with God, why would they feel so comfortable talking about these things around me? And you know, like it, it should it should really bother you. It really should bother you if people feel so comfortable talking about the things that hurt God right in front of your face all the time. We're not talking about once in a blue moon because some, some sometimes people need to vent. Sometimes people need to get things. They need to get things off their chest. But if you're constantly having conversations with people that don't bring glory to God, you need to really ask yourself, like, what, like, what type of vibe am I giving off? Anyway, that's a whole other part. So now we're going to go into the things. I can do all things. What are the things that... What are the things that you desire for God to do through you? These are the questions you want to ask. Like when you're going through tough situations, you need to ask God, I know you have me going through the situation where I feel like I can't cover these expenses or I'm not good enough to be a good wife uh, or um, I'm not learned enough to be a good husband or I don't know how to be a parent. You need to ask God, what are you trying to do to me? If I feel ill-prepared and feel like I don't have what it takes be the best husband, to be the best wife. Why do I feel this way? What are you trying to do through me that's going to bring glory to you? For example, I use myself. I didn't have a working relationship of marriage when I was younger. Most of my life, you know, I've seen people leaving out. I've seen, you know, people have passed away. So, like, when I believe God called me to marriage, I had to say, Lord, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a provider. Like, how, like, you know, my wife is coming to me asking me for X, Y, Z. I don't know. How, how do I do this? I need you. And we, and this is what we need to learn. There, there are, God has purposely allowed you to have certain weaknesses so that he could be your strength. There are certain things that God has allowed to be weaknesses so that he could be your strength. There are some things that you're very learned in. Yes, there are, you're very well-spoken. You're very articulate. You're a very good writer. 
but you have a problem remembering things. You are good. You make good perfume, but you have a problem remembering things. You have a business. You're really good with uh, setting up the business, but you have a problem keeping the books. There are certain things that God has allowed for you to not be so strong in so that you can rely on him. A lot of us feel like, oh, we need to strengthen all of our weaknesses. No, you need to allow God to be your strength in that weakness. You need to, this is what I said, and not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. We need to allow his spirit to be our strength when we feel like we're underpowered for certain situations and to over, um, to get past certain things. We need to understand that it is his spirit that levels the playing field. Yes, you got that new job and you're making 150000 a year. You know that, for example, that you don't have all the qualifications for that position, but you believe that God gave that to you. You have to understand that now you have to rely on his spirit to give you the wisdom, to give you the resources, to give you the encouragement that you need to stay in that position. Yes, there are certain things that God has blessed you with that you feel are bigger than you. The reason why you feel like they are bigger than you is because he has invited you into an experience to show him to the world. There are certain, <laughs> there are certain things that God wants to bless you with, but some of us are not prepared because we are only doing things to ourselves to strengthen ourselves. We're not doing things through Christ. We're doing things through Hakeem who strengthens Hakeem. We're doing things through um, Deloise who strengthens Deloise. We're doing things to Denzel who strengthens Denzel. We're not doing things through Christ who strengthens us. We're doing things on our own because we're feeling as though we have what it takes. We have enough knowledge. Oh, I know who Jesus is. Oh, you know who Jesus is, but you didn't invite him into your marriage. Oh, you know who Jesus is, but you didn't invite him to your job. We need to understand that we are to be strengthened by his spirit. There are certain things that God wants to do through you. He wants to make you the first millionaire in your family. He wants to make you the first person in your family to get a college degree. But we keep focusing on ourselves. He wants us to write plays. He wants us to write these screenplays. He wants us to make these multi-million dollar businesses that help bring education to school um, to, to children in underprivileged communities. He wants us to do all these things, but he's allowing us to feel inadequate so we can call on him. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you have to realize that it is Christ who strengthens you. It is the Holy Spirit that levels the playing field when you feel inadequate. You have awesome, awesome, awesome wisdom. You have awesome, amazing intelligence. You have all these gifts and abilities, but you still need God. It doesn't matter how much you can have all the money in the world. That's why Christ, that's why Paul said, I have learned how to be a base and a bound because he learned the secret. If I rely on God, it does. I don't need anything else but him. He will give me what I need for the moment so I can get through that moment. It is God who levels the playing field. Now, the last part we're going to go into, I'm going to, and this is going to be brief. We talked about the I part. That's the you part. That's you asking God. What will you have me to do? What will you have me to do? We talked about the God part. We talked about his purpose in the matter. Why is he allowing you to experience certain things? 
We talked about the things. What are the what are the things that he's trying to do to you? And now we're going to talk about the strengthen part. Now, how does Christ strengthen you? How? How Christ strengthens you is through a multitude of ways. You're feeling like you want to start a school and you're feeling as though you can't do it. There are provisions that God has established for you in this, like let's use the example of it being school. God has set provisions for you with certain people inside of that school that they have a heart for you. He has placed favor on you where you may feel like, oh, I can't get through these programs. I'm not smart enough. Or how am I going to stay married? I don't know how to be married. God has placed certain people in your life. He's going to place certain people in your life that will help you to understand how to get from step to step. That will be a blessing to you. That will encourage you. He strengthens you by giving you such things as resources, his favor. He'll give you supernatural wisdom, supernatural insight. He'll even, like, let's say, for example, you want, you want to work, you want to take care of your family. God can even empower you. He can give you energy to be able to get certain things done. When you're feeling like, God, how, you know, I have this job, I have this, but you told me this. You told me that you wanted me to work at this job and to do X amount of hours. How am I going to do this? And you can pray to him and say, Lord, I need you to help me to complete this task so I can take care of these kids, so I can take care of my family, I can take care of my, my wife. And he will supernaturally empower you. you. You get into his word, he will allow his spirit to give you energy. You don't need no five-hour energy shots. Oof. You think you need power out? <laughs> That's a whole different topic. I'm going to leave that alone right there. He will give you resources. He will strengthen you however he needs to strengthen you for that moment. So we need to understand that while we're going through circumstances, God is going to strengthen you for the moment. He doesn't strengthen you for an eternity. He strengthens you for the moment so that you can rely on him. If God just, let's say, right, so the Hulk, let's use the Hulk for an example. The Hulk became super strong when he got angry, right? But then when he was back to normal, he would go back to being a regular human being. And I, I don't really want to use that as an example, but I want you to kind of get a visual of what it's like when God strengthens you for a moment, when he strengthens you for a certain situation. He strengthens you for that situation. A lot of us are feeling discouraged because God, like, I'm in this marriage and I feel like I keep going through the same thing over and over, or I started this business and I feel like I can't stay focused. He strengthens you for the moment. He wants you to go to him every day. It says, give us this day our daily bread. He strengthens you for the moment. Some of us are expecting permanent strength. You're not going to get it because if any relationship, any relationship, you can use human relationships, for example, you can't expect your spouse to, or, yeah, you can expect your spouse to always do everything right at the exact same time you need it. Like, what, like, you can't, you can't do that. So it's the same thing with God. You can't expect him to just, you know, empower you for an eternity. He's going to empower you for the moment. And then when you get to eternity, you are with him for an eternity. You won't need to 
um, have your own power anymore because all your power is in him. But that's a whole different conversation. In this lifetime, while you're here on earth, God empowers you from moment to moment. And you need to understand that he is your strength. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you have to call on him. So I'm going to end the message in this note. I encourage all of you to read and to also, yeah, to read the book of Philippians. But more so, I want you to take the scripture of the day, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And write it on your wall somewhere. Write it on your bathroom. I don't know. Wherever you want to write it somewhere. Put it, on, put it on a piece of paper and put it on your wall. You need to start to get this scripture into your consciousness so that you start to rely more on him for the things that you're looking to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can, yes, you can. Write it down, place it somewhere. And with that being said, we're going to end in prayer. Lord, we thank you for allowing everyone to hear this message. Lord, I'm hoping that this message really penetrated their hearts and that they were encouraged. Lord, I'm asking that you will help them to see the ways that you have strengthened them in the past 48 hours. Help them to see the ways that you have strengthened them in the past year. Help them to see how you've been there. Sometimes we feel like we're alone, God, and that you haven't given us all that we need to succeed. But Lord, I'm asking that you help us to see it. Help us to start to write down the things that you have blessed us with. Help us to be more grateful. Help us to have a heart of gratitude, a heart of gratitude, a heart of surrender. Help us to understand that we are not the only ones going through situations and that some situations we are experiencing so that we can minister to other people. Lord, help us to also understand that it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit that we go from moment to moment that we are able to overcome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I thank all of you for joining we pray that this message blessed you. And before we end, I wanted to see if anyone had any words they wanted to share or any prayer requests, praise reports. Amen. So with that being said, this call has been recorded. It will be online. And um, I'm praying that you all have a blessed day. Remember... You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you need Christ to strengthen you. Have a good day, guys, and remember that you are out.